I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Switching to the secondary, actually not the secondary. Let's just say, let's just say outside of the defensive line, Joshua, I want to start with you here. Uh, does switching to a zone scheme hurt or help Miami's players? What you got for me? I think it helps them a little bit. I know that we've been accustomed to the whole zo- uh, man coverage, you know, Xavier Howard excels, you know, we saw Cater Kohu excel. We see that they can already do that, but I think it was Xavier Howard or someone to mention, you know, playing zone, you can kind of just watch the quarterback and, you know, see and react to that stuff. And that's the, what I think, um, you know, Vic Fangio is going to bring so much more zone coverage than what we've become accustomed to. They're not going to put these guys out there on islands. You know, it's going to, um, I think it'll help for sure. So I thought that quote from Xavier Howard, I wish I would have wrote it down because I wasn't prepared for that. But yeah, I think it'll help them and, you know, take them off that island that they were on in a uh, Josh Boyer defense, you know, running the engage eight cover zero look and just putting them out there on an island and allow them to work in unison. And uh, again, we talked about the pass rush getting there. They're going to force these quarterbacks to make a ton of mistakes. And I just don't know how you're sitting back there trying to pick between who I'm throwing at Xavier Howard or Jalen Rams. And I think that's why I said on another pod that I think Xavier Howard, you might could potentially be you no know, defensive player of the year or lead the team in interceptions because everyone's going to be so scared of that other side. So I think it'll help the entire defense. And um, yeah, that's my answer. What is a uh, Brandon Jones an Island boy? Do you feel? Brandon Jones, an island boy. Do you want me to start talking about Brandon Jones? Because is that, is that your way? Nah, I led I, you up for nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, uh, Brett, I don't know if he's an island boy. I think he, well, his role is going to be a lot more is that, um, you know, chess piece. And I, that's just so cliche, right? We talk about thunder and lightning with our running backs. I love to call these defensive players chess pieces and talk about their versatility. But um, in previous years, you know, especially when he went down, we saw Javon Holland playing a lot of that single high safety we know that Vic Fangio's defense relies on at least two, if not three safeties. Um, one battle to watch throughout camp is going to be Deshaun Elliott versus former teammate uh, Brandon Jones. I, I think the biggest thing here is whether or not Brandon Jones is going to be fully recovered from that ACL to be able to be an impact playmaker that we've seen before. But for me, I just picture him and Deshaun Elliott kind of being interchangeable, but most importantly, seeing uh, Brandon Jones drop down into the box like we saw so many times before and to be an imp, uh, you know, affect the run game and also come off the edge as a blitzer because that was one of the things he did uh, best. They even asked uh, Javon Holland how he felt getting him back, and he said, it feels great. I'm very excited for him. Brandon is a big piece of our defense, a close friend of mine. I'm happy he's healthy and in good spirits and working hard. He had eight sacks in his first three seasons, 13 quarterback hits. 
And again, I mean, we saw him coming off the edge, making those pressures, doing things like that. If you're Vic Fangio, man, you got Javon Holland, you got Cater Coho, you got Xavier Howard, you got Jalen Ramsey, you got Deshaun Elliott, you got Cam Smith, a, a second round pick. And then you just kind of move Brandon Jones around and have him help in that, you know, the middle of that defense. We talk about how weak that linebacker core is, you know, besides maybe Jerome Baker. We know David Long doesn't even have a hamstring that works properly. Um, letting Brandon Jones roam around and come off the edge and impact the run game is how I see him best fit. So not the greatest cover uh, safety in on the Dolphins roster. I think that might be more Deshaun Elliott's role, you know, dropping back in coverage. But I'm excited to see the way Brandon Jones can maneuver around. I just hope that that ACL is, you know, he's fully recovered from that because he was one of those difference makers on this defense and a guy that gets so overlooked when you're sitting there seeing the graphics on Twitter. You know, you don't even see Brandon Jones' name on any of those graphics, right? And he's, I think he even quotes me, one like, what the hell, man? Everyone's forgetting about me, and I don't think they should be. Josh, I want to ask you real quick, though, uh, when you consider what he did in the Boyer offense, I think the Boyer, excuse me, defense, I think the Boyer defense just meant that everyone was a chess piece and none of the chess pieces had any rules. It was like playing four square when you got to the king corner and you just literally made up all the fakest rules ever and just kind of rolled with them. Uh, what does this transition to a zone heavy scheme do for someone like Brandon Jones, who really relied on those uh, man coverage situations to have so much success? I hope he gets better. I mean, again, Brandon Jones, one of the weaknesses I think, though, is his coverage ability. So being able to play zone, do a little bit more things like that, you know, see where he needs to be in the, in the defense and just kind of hang out. I think it'll help him a lot. Um, and I do think that, you know, when you go from a man to his own coverage, that's where Brandon Jones is going to truly, you know, take that next step. And I think he might be in a contract here. I should have looked that up before I was getting ready to talk about him. But that might be another guy that, you know, is going to have to get paid sooner than later. And, um I just don't know how you can pay all these guys, right? Yeah, no, there's no way. It's going to be so hard to <laughs> pay all these guys. There's, I, I'm not even going to look at an Excel spreadsheet that even would try. Uh, but, but Merrick, how about, how about we kind of transition a little bit here? What do you feel the secondary as a whole? How are they going to kind of mesh things around, especially when you consider someone like Brandon Jones who thrives in the box, and then you have someone like Cater Kohu, for being such a great coverage corner, and I don't want this to come off as a, being a negative, but I think if he has a weakness, I think him he does kind of get washed out in the running game sometimes. So how do they kind of balance those two sides? Yeah, he's he's certainly going to have to step up his game um, as far as his tackling goes. You know, he made some good plays. He did, but, you know, undrafted rookie, right? He's, he's not going to be the best at everything. So he has room to improve in that department for sure. Uh, on I Am Athlete, uh, Earlier this week or, or, or last week, depending on when this episode airs, uh, Teron Armstead was actually on, uh, not with Brandon Marshall, but with a couple of Brandon Marshall's uh, newer people on that show. And he was being interviewed. One of the questions he was asked uh, was which under-the-radar players are going to take a step forward and, and have big seasons for the Dolphins this upcoming year. And one of the players he mentioned was Cater Kohu. Uh, he says that Cater Kohu uh, is – probably going to play in the slot more because of the addition uh, of Jalen Ramsey, but he does list Cater and Jalen as, as kind of interchangeable pieces. And I think that's a common theme for this defense. Josh mentioned it. There's a lot of 
good players on this defense, a lot of players that you can play in multiple different spots. You know, we're already talking about Trill Williams, a guy who who's coming off of injury as well, moving him to safety because there's no more room in the cornerback room anymore after acquiring Jalen Ramsey, after Cater Kohu's breakout year, after drafting Cam Smith with their first pick uh, in the second round this year. They had to move Trill, who who was a promising player, had a great training camp, according to all reports. They're, they're trying him at safety for this upcoming season, or at the very least, cross-training him. Uh, there's a lot of good players on this team, a lot of good defensive backs on this team, and they should be able to slide in and, and play different spots, which is great for a team that's going to be playing in that hot South Florida sun for a majority of their games next season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. To me, it's going to be so interesting to see how Vic Fangio tries to dictate opposing offenses because I think of scenarios where, um, you know, the, an opposing offense lines up on the, lines up at uh, to snap the ball, and all of a sudden you see the defense and you decide, all right, we want to run the football, so we want Cater Kohu to move inside. So all of a sudden you start motioning maybe your top wide receiver because that's who the Dolphins put Kohu on. You motion him inside to be a blocker. All of a sudden, Kohu doesn't go inside instead of Jalen Ramsey already inside. I'm so interested to see how this Dolphins defense really starts to funnel things. And and Josh, tell me a little bit about how you feel someone like Kohu, someone like Jones can kind of dictate what the Dolphins do with the guys having strengths like Jalen Ramsey and Brandon Jones to be those in-the-box tacklers. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so stoked on Cater Coho. I mean, I think we kind of were maybe the first people that nicknamed him Darth Cater, right? I mean, that no, thing's that was sticking. You. He absolutely, you, he, he seems, he had no idea what Star Wars was, and he's kind of embracing it. But I, I think the versatility is what you got to love. I mean, Merrick mentioned it. Jalen Ramsey, you mentioned it. They can come in and play nickel, but they can also play on the outside. Cater Coho looked pretty decent on the outside last year. So for him to find a home now, most likely anyway, right? They're going to have position battles. Nick Needham's coming back from an injury. We know he was a pretty good slot corner so there will be a battle there but I think having those three corners you know Jalen Ramsey Xavier Howard and Cater Co in the middle are at nickel is going to be a, a world changer and I, I do think his biggest thing last year was he was a little bit handsy right I mean there were some crucial penalties that he had ended up having I think the Buffalo game was the one that really stood out which was probably a bullshit call but um he, he comes down he's not scared to hit he's not scared to tackle and he made a lot of plays you know pretty much running through defend uh, blocks and things like that so I'm intrigued to see how how he fits in this Vic Fangio's defense. And again, like you mentioned, how they're all utilized because there are just so many guys that can do a little bit of everything. Even Cam Smith, right? He can play on the outside. He could play a little bit of nickel if he was asked. Javon Holland played a lot of nickel his last season in college before he was drafted. So there's just so many options for Vic Fangio. And I think that's why you got to be so excited about his arrival here is because not only is he that head coach of the defense, his scheme and just all the chess pieces he now has, it has to be one of the most talented defenses, if not the most talented one that he's ever had at his disposal. So to think about that on top of what Mike McDaniel already is doing offensively, I get goosebumps. My my nips get a little hard. And um, Cater Coho, Brandon Jones, I guess the only question I have is who's going to cover tight ends without Eric Rowe around? I mean, that's the one thing I want to see throughout camp. I joked about when they play Atlanta, who's going to cover Kyle Pitts? Because we do have a need for that. Because that was at least one of the great things about Eric Rowe is he was, uh, I think someone quote, 
called him the tight end eraser, right? So um, who's going to fill that role? Can Brandon Jones do that? You know, can Deshaun Elliott? Are you going to have Javon Holland do it, who we saw do it a little bit last year? Uh, I guess that's the only question I have about that secondary. But, yes, I'm stoked for those guys. Maybe they'll sign Deion Jordan to cover tight ends. Yes. He did cover Megatron once. I have a gift of that. Uh, he broke up a pass. <laughs> oh, man, Derek, I know you're on Twitter for that whole thing, but but being in the center of it in terms of Deion Jordan and pass coverage was a very, very dark time for Dolphins Twitter. Yes. Uh, very, very dark time. Uh, guys, let's wrap this little segment up real quick with one final question. Let's go rapid fire. Let's say everybody's healthy. Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard are obviously 1A. Uh, 1B, who finishes on the Miami Dolphins with the third most snaps at cornerback and the fourth most? I'd like to get both. Uh, I will go with Kohu third most, and I will go with Cam Smith as fourth most. Um, Interesting enough, I think the addition of Cam Smith might signify this being Xavier Howard's last year in Miami. I I just have a feeling. I have a weird Weird feeling. He he's expensive. You can save a little bit against the cap if you let him go. Now you'll have dead cap hits in 2024 and 2025. Uh, but again, we're trying to figure out where we're going to get this money to pay all these people. Well, that's a way you could do it. If Cam Smith progresses uh, and shows, you know, some promise in this defense this upcoming season, I think you might be bidding farewell to Xavier Howard uh, in the Aqua and Orange after this year which means he'll be a Patriot in 2024. Yeah, what a downer. He's going to come back with his healed up hamstrings and ball out, right? We talked about him leading the team. I did interceptions and all that. Of course, they'd get rid of him after that. You pretty much took my answer, but just to be different, I will go with Cater Kohu third, and then uh, we'll go with Nick Needham. I, I don't know how his rehab's going. I think he's doing well. And again, I thought he was a crucial piece of that defense, and he does have versatility. I mentioned him being a, a slot guy, but he played on the outside too, opposite of Xavier Howard when he had to. So, just to be different, I'll go with that, but I'm hoping it's Cam Smith because they invested the draft pick in him. If he can come in and, you know, get get on the field that early, I mean, that says a lot about his work ethic, and he has two of the best teachers on the outside. So um, what about you, Jake? Who do you got? I got to ask, so you look at what the Dolphins did last year, and we don't have a, a long uh, track record in terms of the Dolphins drafting guys under Mike McDaniel and where they play, unless they're a seventh-round quarterback, then they're getting thrown right into the fire. Do we see a scenario where Cam Smith might kind of be held back a little bit? Is there any way that's a possibility? Or is it because the fact you can have four cornerbacks on the field at the same time that just by the the process of elimination, he's one of the top four cornerbacks? Could there be a scenario where it doesn't matter how talented he might be, they hold him back like they did a Tyndall or Ezukoma? Or was that kind of more situational and cornerback, there's instantly more opportunities because there's more of them on the field? I think in the Fangio defense, like you said, there are a lot of a lot of defensive backs on the field in general. Like in a lot of his different coverages, it's defensive back heavy. So I think you're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of snaps for all these guys. You know, you got a couple safeties safeties out there. You're going to rotate in and out with guys like Kohu and Cam Smith and uh, you know, like Josh mentioned, Nick Needham. I think all these guys are going to get plenty of playing time, you know, and, and I think that'd be a great problem to have is how do we find enough snaps for all of our badass defensive backs? I, I hope that's the case. And I hope we're not, you know, having a redo of last year where everybody just gets injured like every third play. And then we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. I think I'm going to go with, um, I'll, I'll go, I'll go Kohu three just because he's as healthy as can be entering camp. And I I do kind of want to say Nick Needham fourth 
just because he has that experience. I think they're comfortable with him being in the slot. Um, and it can easily, very easily be Cam Smith. But until the Dolphins start playing their rookies consistently and trust them, um, I'm going to hold back on that just to kind of see what happens there. That might be a cop-out, but hey, it's my podcast and I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> what about Igbenogany? No one said Igbenogany. Shame on us. Uh, Xavier Howard did say he's uh, he's another guy turning in the right direction. Every every year they say that, right? I, I do think you might be onto something though, there, Jake. Him being a, uh, Cam Smith was almost kind of like a luxury pick, right? Like best player available. You have all these defensive backs. If they really wanted to hold him back, Ezukoma style, Channing Tindall. I mean, he might just be more. He's not that good, but I'm I'm not gonna believe that until until that's confirmed. But yeah, anything could happen. I just hope Nick Needham comes back and he's healthy because he was a pretty solid defensive back when he was and. Those injuries are hard to overcome. Feisty cornerback. That, that's what we'll call Feisty. Nick Needham. He always had a, a specific tone to him. And not necessarily just a hard hit, but you knew every time he got up, he was going to be jacked up, ready to make another play. 